In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Well, hello, everybody. It's Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to another session of Mortgage Marketing Radio. I'm glad you're here. Once again, we're bringing it for you today. My special guest I'm very honored to have is Tom Ward. A quick bio about Tom. He's been in the mortgage and real estate industry for probably longer than uh, most of us listening to this right now, upwards of 30 years, both as a real estate broker owner, um, uh, CEO and founder of Majestic Consulting. He's spoken with and consulted and trained thousands of mortgage uh, loan officers, companies across the country. Uh, he's, of course, now the CEO of Path to Buy, which is a very cool um, new platform that speaks directly to the changes we're seeing in the market with, with first-time home buyers, boomerang buyers, um, and how we as loan officers need to position ourselves as educators by providing value-added content and resources. And Tom's really doing a lot of really cool stuff with Path to Buy. He's got something that you're, you're going to be excited to hear about called a seven-minute webinar for first-time home buyers. So I'm really excited to bring Tom on today. And Tom, thanks for making time. Welcome. Well, thanks, Jeff. A uh, lot of lot of pressure on that. that, that uh, <laughs> no that pressure here, man. We're just here to share. So, uh, I, you know, I don't like to go too long on the on the bios because you know it's usually better for you to tell your story. So maybe for the listeners, uh, you know, who maybe aren't familiar with you, if you want to give the quick uh, rundown on your background and what's kind of brought you to path to buy today. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I started out. You know, selling real estate when prime was at twenty one percent, so it was kind of wild. Mm. You know, I managed a company of ten salespeople for a guy. It was a Century Twenty One franchise that, you know, during that market we sold a house a day for one hundred and eighty straight days with just ten salespeople. So, I've seen the tough times with regards to you know that whole. I mean, the economy then. I mean, you talk about mm -hmm. you know rates being at twenty one percent. It was bizarre, you know, with what was going on there. Then I evolved and bought a. You know, bought one of his his franchises. Then I wound up opening two others, three Century Twenty One franchises, and then started a mortgage company and never took a loan application before. So people looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> but you know, bottom line is I was just getting poor service. And a friend of mine was running a household uh, wholesale at the time and in Chicago land, and said you could fog a mirror and have twenty five thousand dollars in net worth and get a mortgage license. So I did, and. <laughs> Had Majestic Mortgage for 19 years and then kind of saw the handwriting on the wall. I made a decision to merge that with Cherry Creek Mortgage out of Denver, you know, in 2006. And everybody looks at me and they say, well, you know, wow, you're a genius to make it that period of time. But at the same time I was running, uh, Tim Brahim and I were close. We did a lot of stuff in, when he first started Loan Toolbox and, you know, some of the things that were going on. But I was a teacher at heart, always have been. And I had a program called One Transaction Thinking, which is, you know, understanding a P&L at a loan level basis. And, you know, that became, you know, pretty popular with what was there. But, you know, then I, I kind of turned and I saw, uh, you know, my concern was that I, I saw the first time homebuyer uh, struggling after a mortgage meltdown is like, you know, they were on the sidelines and interest rates were still at all time lows and need three and a half percent down payment. And, you know, house prices were between 10 and 50% and they're worth their heyday. And it's like, I couldn't figure out why they weren't standing, standing in line to buy houses. And obviously there was that fear that was there. So, you know, during that period of time, I, I wrote a book at the tail end of Majestic Mortgage called The Empathy Effect. And, and that's where I lived my whole 
life and premise on is understanding things from the other side, right? So if I can put myself in the first-time homebuyer's shoes, I can really understand how to address them. And if I'm going to create a product or a solution for what's there, I understand it from their perspective, right? So I interviewed 318 renters and basically found out that there was a huge appetite still to buy a house, but they weren't buying a house. And you know, that was the birth of Path to Buy, you know, a little over five years ago. So it's it's pretty crazy with what's there. I mean, the whole thing's evolved. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to see the evolution of it because, as I said in the beginning, Path to Buy was my idea. Mm-hmm. You know, what it's become today is a tribute to the membership. Uh, they told me how to make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened and looked, put my ego off to the side, and then my team implemented. And, right. you know, pretty much what it's come today is, you know, is for that. So it's interesting <laughs> to see what you're doing. I mean, the whole training component, you know, so we've got a training program to support it and everything else, which we'll get into later on. Right. Yeah, so you mentioned something there that I, I wanted to pause on for a second. You interviewed, how much? How many uh, renters was it? 318 renters. It was just, a, somebody says, well, how did you come up with that number? It was like, you know, my team and I just, you know, I needed to understand, you know, what are they going through? Why weren't they buying a house in pristine conditions? And they all said uncertainty. And there happened to be what we call seven and a half obstacles that held them back from homeownership, job security, down payment, credit scores, DTI. Uh, there was a fifth one that was comfort zone, according to DTI. They, they said they put a tighter set of guidelines in. And then misinformation's the number one category, hmm. um, you know, because the consumer goes to the internet, this particular consumer, this millennial, goes to the internet to look for information and lo and behold, there's bad information out there and they're getting misinformed thinking you got to have 20% down on the 780 credit score to buy a house today. And they all hear it. It's crazy, crazy numbers. So seventh was mobility and liquidity. We knew the days are gone that you could buy a house, close on it, six months later, sell it, cover all the closing costs and make a profit. And then seven and a half in the beginning of time, believe it or not, was waiting for the bottom. There were people who were still still thinking, especially in Las Vegas, Phoenix, parts of Florida, parts of California, they were thinking it was going to drop a, a little more. So they stayed on the sidelines for that. Today, uh, that seven and a half category, I'm sure we just we do the poll every time we talk to our members, is it's waiting for inventory. Uh-huh, yeah. The inventory market today is bizarre <laughs> with what's happening, with lack of inventory and, and what's going on. and. Interesting to see, you know where that's headed. But so there's a lot of lot of things going on there, and everything you just said there, and it's 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 insightful. It's it's an opportunity. It's kind of I see it as a call to arms for loan officers as well. Um, and that's some great insights, by the way, with those interviews of why you discovered why these you know folks were reluctant to re-enter the market. And you make a great point. And you and I, before uh, we we're doing this recording, um, we talked about the the Fannie Mae study that came out and talked about the uh, the point you alluded to, which was the perception out there that most consumers are still misled. As a matter of fact, just a quick quote from that: um, the study cited that only twenty three percent involved in that that survey. Um, we're aware that of the 3% and 5% down payment programs, but here's the last point that's, I think, relevant to um, all us mortgage professionals is the study cited lenders as the most influential source of information for getting mortgage advice followed by family and friends. So what that tells us, and this speaks right to what you're doing with Path to Buy, which is probably a good transition, is, as you said, there's misinformation in the market. There's lots of noise. There's, you know, these these sites that put up half-truths and, you know, really don't adjust what their, um, the stories are for that larger set of the market, the boomerang buyers, first-time home buyers, people like that. So it really comes back to education and us as a loan officer positioning ourselves as a place to come and get um, quality, authentic truth about, right, the mortgage process today. And that is, if I can be assumptive, I mean, that's what I see you guys trying to do with, with Path to Buy is equip mortgage professionals with platforms and tools and resources to become that, what I call that lighthouse, right, in yeah. the industry. So maybe elaborate about how you guys are doing that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, in the beginning of time, um, uh, we, we started with the training program, right, to be able to help train loan officers. Uh, on understanding this buyer and what to do and everything else. And we thought that there would be uh, a pretty much of a gravitational pull to create, you know, so per se product, videos, educational stuff, things of that nature. And lo and behold, what we found was nobody was doing it. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like we had to do it for them. So the interesting thing about that, and I, I think the loan officer of today, Jeff, if you look at this and say to yourself, if I was a loan officer starting out in business today, I think the, the days are gone 
that you become the guy or the girl that's going to pre-qual or pre-approve uh, the home buyer. The struggle today is that, especially with Rocket Mortgage, is that you know people are just thinking it's just that easy. To, and we know it's not that easy to, to just get on your iPhone and get approved, right? So the illusion that's being created by, by the folks at Quicken uh, is the fact that says, hey, uh, you know, we got this right in front of us and, and uh, we don't have to worry about it. And I think the struggle that loan officers have today is if they're in the mode of, I'll do your prequels for you, because there's really no unique selling propositions out there today. You used to use product to be the differentiator. I have a pay option arm. I could waive escrows for free, mm-hmm. 180 day lock program, whatever it would be. And today, when you go out and make a sales call, you struggle with that. So I, I think the big shift here has to become a loan officer has to view themselves as an educator. especially and then the other thing that you have to be able to be careful of which is what the whole idea behind the landing pages and the suite of videos that we created and that we licensed to loan officers is the fact that says you know you've got to do it in the format they want it in so you can't just you know long copy forms or things of that nature or you know white papers i mean these guys are flying ten thousand miles an hour and they're flying by the seat of their pants so it's like they got two minutes to watch a video so right you know basically going down that road and i and and you know i you and i are both huge fans of dave ramsey and Mm -hmm. and the heart of a teacher i still remember that quote (laughs) you know that you you got to be able to be in a situation like that because i think that uh, you're not going to see that customer today. Uh, the customer walks in, especially on the misinformation side. They walk into a realtor's open house. In their minds, they think there's they got to have 20% down. Realtor says, how you doing? Take a look at the house. Are you a first-time homebuyer? Yes, I am. We're just looking because we're about a year out. They don't tell them why. Uh, talk to Jeff. He's my great LO. Uh, nah, we're a little early for that. And lo and behold, the reason for that is because he's thinking he's got twenty. He needs twenty percent down. He's only got ten percent down. Mm. If you position yourself as an educator, you get access to that client. Here's a number that'll blow you away. Uh, it's held true for five years. Twenty-two percent of the time, when one of our members who became a you know certified path to buy partner meets with a customer, they had the ability to buy. They just didn't know it. More than one out of five people have the ability to buy right now. But they just don't know it. So, but the problem is, how do you get the loan officer? It's like eHarmony. How do I get the loan officer in front of that customer? And we do that through education. So, yeah. Okay. So that's a great point. How do we get the loan officer in front of that customer, knowing that the realtor is still, uh, and for the foreseeable future, is going to be the entry point for that conversation by and large? Yeah. Um, now, we know the realtor, ideally, we want to get that referral. But to your point, oftentimes the Potential buyer talks them out of it already uh, because of some perception factors around qualifying, and the realtor may or may not be skilled at um, still converting that right to get the loan officer to right. talk with them. So yeah. then, how, where do you guys come in? How do you help fill in that gap? Yeah, I think that the the and and this is obviously we teach it and we use it, and you know it's our product and everything. But I mean, if somebody just said to me, "I'm a brand new loan officer, Tom, what would you suggest?" I I think there's so many loan officers. And especially with CFPB coming down on the MSAs and mm-hmm. all that other stuff that's out there, I think the days are gone. You could just go rent a desk and just hand people business, you know, or hope that people they hand you business. I mean, the conversions on that are even lower than what people originally anticipated. But you know, the struggle is, I think most loan officers go in. We got a visual of it of just begging for business, right? Hey, I'm a great person. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I'm on twenty four seven. Call me anytime. You know that type of thing. And the, and the struggle with that becomes. If you're going in looking for deals, um, the mindset that I've always had, anybody who's ever worked for Majestic Mortgage as a loan officer, you know, always tell you when I said, well, what's your mindset when you're going to talk on a real estate agent? And bottom line, I've been doing this for a while, and, and it just comes down to where they're to help them sell more homes. Huh. Uh, interesting statistic uh, from some guys uh, uh, that I've been following uh, that are realtor, I can't, the name escapes me right now, but uh, in the realtor arena doing high-end websites for real estate agents. Uh, there was almost there was a one to one ratio for leads to sales in 2011 for real estate agents. Three years later in 2014, that became an eight to one ratio. Hmm. There was uh, you know it was only four million uh, sales in 2011. That number jumped a little bit; it went up to five million. But there was 40 million leads hmm. that came in to generate five million sales. So it was an eight to one ratio. So with the advent of Zillow and Realtor.com and everything else, the realtors have got 
a boatload of people coming through, knocking on the door, kicking the kicking the tires. And what we teach is we teach the loan officers, we call it the shoebox full of maybes. Go after the maybes because if you can help people make that decision and guide them to the finish line on behalf of the real estate agent, and they basically walk that that client right back to the real estate agent. You're seeing, especially today, because the frustration level that I see, especially in the first-time homebuyer arena with people, we hear a story every day where they're just frustrated. They want to look at 10 houses. They made 10 offers. They didn't get any of them. They go back to the sidelines. Stay in the game with those folks because Mm -hmm. eventually tomorrow becomes today. The inventory situation will write itself because you'll have more houses come on the market. Appreciation will do that, and we're starting to see appreciation in most markets. So, you know, teaching a loan officer, and, and I'm not talking, Jeff, I, I, you and I both been around the block enough to know, we know the guys and girls that are out there with some real bad training material, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, just stop at the real estate office and bring Red Bull and donuts. I mean, it's <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, that stuff doesn't work. I mean, even calling the listing agents and uh, it's better than doing nothing. But at the end of the day, you need to know exactly what to say. And that's always been my philosophy. That's why Tim Brahim and I got along so well is that, you know, it's exactly what to say. It's like, what do I say? What do I do? And how do I do it? Lickety split. So again, we use, you know, video format for that to be able to even train to be able to call on a real estate agent. So it's interesting to be able to see where it evolves. I think the the struggle, and I'm not sure this would change over time in, in 10, you know, probably in the last 10 years, let's face it, uh, with rates coming from seven to six and six to five and five to four, and then maybe four to three and some cash out along the way and refinance rate and term and consolidate the first and the second. I mean, and let's face it, a loan officer really hasn't had the prospect in 10 years. <laughs> right, right. So they, they use their, the guys who are really good at this use their database. They got the people out, did some cash outs, did some rate and terms, moved them up, bought a second home, did all the other stuff. And the struggle today is that the, you know, the, the, the business model has to match the market, not mm-hmm. the other way around. So mm-hmm. the, the first time home buyer, I mean, when I ask loan officers, say, how many people in your database? They'll say, oh, I got 2,200. It's like, well, how many of those are renters? And it's like a deer in the headlights. It's like, well, four, you know, it's well, like, well, why do I need renters? Well, yeah, because that's what's buying in the marketplace, right? <laughs> right <laughs> so it's like, right. you know, novel concept. I mean, one of two things will happen. I think we've seen cash outs go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And I think on the rate and term rate, I've said it for years, one of two things are going to happen. Either you're going to refinance the whole world at three and a half percent or whatever it is, or rates are going to go up. It doesn't make any sense for the customer to be able to refinance. So your own success will cause your own demise. If you're really good at what you do, take your whole database, get them set at three and a half. Now what? Mm-hmm. So now eventually you're going to have to go out and prospects. But it, changing, I think that's a big thing. I think the uh, when I talk to branch managers, it's a struggle you know, sometimes because it's like, you know, they haven't prospected in a long time, right? And they're not, they're off the street. So what do they say? It's like, go call on some real estate agents. Okay, boss, what do I say? It's like, just drop off the rate sheet and tell them how good you are and tell them that, you know, this and that. It's like, the, and, and why don't the loan officers go do that is because they look at it and say, well, that's a bunch of crap. I can't do that. It's not, I'm not right. telling the truth. So, you know, what can I do to help the real estate community? And that's what's, you know, that's really what it's just. It sounds simple. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to be able to make sure that you go out and do that and call reluctance. I had a guy, uh, we just had a, uh, you know, our membership has a mastermind call monthly. And, uh, I just had a guy that, that was able to get in front of, and now has really taken it to the next level. The number one real estate agent, uh, in Georgia, the number one Remax agent in Georgia, and how did he do it? I mean, he used our program, which was truly a unique selling proposition, going in, looking for, you know, what can I do to help you move the maybes? And lo and behold, it found out that, you know, he's really good at what he does. The incumbent isn't really that good. I was going to fire him anyway, and, you know, all kinds of other stuff that went along with that. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting to be able to see that. And I, again, I try to keep a pulse on, you know, what's happening. I, I've talked to a few hundred real estate agents in the past you know, probably six or seven months. I mean, I've talked to obviously a bunch of loan officers and branch managers and things of that nature. Again, I don't know any other way to do it other than say, tell me what your pain is. What What are you experiencing? And I mean, we hear it all the time when people say, well, how come you don't go prospect? It's like, well, you know, number one, I didn't need to because if you're doing, if you're making, you know, it doesn't take you much to do. If you're doing $2 million a month and you're making 100 basis points, it's 20000 How much more money do you need? Mm-hmm. 
you know, to be able to do that. So. Yeah, and that's you know, there's obviously uh, different segments of the market out there. Those the folks that are you know happy with where they're at in terms of business wise, and then there's the ones who want to grow or or build more sustainability long term. And I think that's who you know you and I both try to speak to. Um, yeah, and so obviously you pointed out that uh, you know, people haven't had to prospect for quite some time, and that's been I, I guess a nice luxury, right? They've been predicting the uh, you know the, the the rise of rates for quite an extended period of time now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not just, just that that's changing the market. It's also the influx of the the millennials that are coming in and, you know, a large, considering how big that population is, right. That's a lot of people that are looking to be home buyers and there's, there's tons of info out there, um, you know, you know on that. And so, right. but they're facing the same challenge you talked about earlier, which is, um, misperception in the market about what it takes to, to get into a house and buy a house. So what have you seen? What, what does the. You know, you talk about it's called the the market mismatch, right? And you referred yeah. to that about because the loan officers done mostly refis and all that. But what what's the first time home buyers uh, or even the boomerang buyers, right? What what are they looking for today? What do we as loan officers need to provide to, you know, position ourselves to win that business against the Quicken loans, if you will? Yeah, I think that um, you know we use an acronym called Travel, which you know the T stands for trust, the R stands for research. You know, the A stands, they've got some form of ADD, but not clinically. You know, the V stands for video, the E stands for education, and then the L stands for long-term thinking. So to really understand what those people are. But I think we've all taken, I mean, most of us who have been in the business a while and and kind of weathered the storm and been salespeople all of our life, we've all taken a sales class, Mm -hmm. right? And the sales class, I always tell you, the first thing you do in in, in selling anything is you got to build trust with the client, Right. right? So the struggle that you have, it's interesting when I speak live and I've got a table and I've got a, a baby boomer sitting right there and a millennial sitting right there. It's the huge dichotomy between the two of those. You know, I asked the baby boomer, I said, tell me how you grew up your life. He said, well, I didn't lock, we didn't lock our doors. I had the keys in the car. Nobody would steal it. You know, that type of thing and everything else. And then, and I asked the, the millennial, I said, well, you think exactly the same way. And they blurt out, I don't trust anybody because they've grown up their whole life with identity theft and 9-11 and ISIS and roofies and, I mean, everything else under the sun. So these people start out, and especially after mortgage meltdown, they start out skeptical. So A101, you've got to be able to build trust with that client. If you don't build trust with that client, and and I think it's a skill, Jeff, that that has been somewhat rusty in the fact if I've used the same, if I've done the same client. I've got them from seven to six and six to five and did some cash out and all the other things. If I've done six mortgages for the guy over the last 10 years or five years or whatever it is, ultimately, I don't need to build trust with that client as long as I don't screw up the deal, right? So the first time, uh, the first thing I do is I, I, I wind up, you know, I do the first loan and then I make the, he's happy and the second loan, the third loan, but I don't have to reestablish trust with him every time. So it's a lost skill that either I had or I never learned because I got into the business at a point in time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important we come back to front and center. That's the first thing we got to be able to do, with, especially with this millennial customer, is build trust. You, you talked about the boomerang buyer. The other struggle, these guys have actually lived mm-hmm. you know, the horror story of They have the house. scars still. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're doing a uh, – in the beginning, you talked about the seven-minute webinar, and I think mm-hmm. that that's what – uh, you know, we've do, we do a our, our membership gets a seven minute first time home buyer webinar that's plugged on their page. It's gotten rave reviews. I've been doing a, a lot of stuff over the years, but it's interesting because the guys who have followed me a long time, you know, guys who've been with you fifteen, you know, sixteen years, things of that nature, have said, "Tom, that's the most succinct, tight way to be able to do it." It started out; it had to be tight. Mm-hmm. I believe the magic number from the research that I did was seven minutes. Now, people look at that and they say, well, you know, what happens, you know, how can you cover all that in seven minutes? I mean, just listen to it because it blows your mind, you know, with what's there. But I think the people have an opportunity, you know, what are they thinking? Uh, I I did, uh, after those 318 runners, I did three focus groups across the country. And I said, what are your, what are your concerns with homeownership? And there was two things that they said. They said they didn't think houses were ever going to go up like they used to. And the second part was they thought the tax benefits were going to be able to go away. So when you look at those two things, if that's what their concerns are, I mean, we revamped our whole video suite that we publish on those uh, on their landing pages and basically say, what if your house never goes up in value? Should you still buy a house? And then we just do a side-by-side comparison of a, you know, what do you owe at the end of a 30-year fixed? Nothing. 
And what do you have? At, you know, how much equity do you have? If you're paid 200, you have 200 in equity. Well, what do you have if you're rented? You have nothing, right? So, I mean, it's just logically not telling them what to do, not selling them what to do, but just being able to show them a side-by-side comparison. And the videos we're talking about here, Jeff, I think that's where most people miss it. It's not the video that's in front of the webcam that you got to interview out and, you know, you got to edit it and you got to go through those. So it's voice over PowerPoint because I think it's much easier to show voice over PowerPoint. Uh, especially when you're using examples. Oh yeah, along with that, because I think if the customer really looks at it, and I think you can do it tighter, because that's where it comes down to making sure that you're, you know, tight on time, because that's what they're looking for. So, so take me through the process then. <clears throat> I'm on your website, Path to Buy, uh, which is the number two Path to Buy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so, if I want to join as a loan officer, I mean, what's what's involved? What do I get? I mean, I'm on here looking at all these really yeah, you, cool videos. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. yeah, there's two parts of that. that that's a customer facing site that you're on now, which is pathtobuy.com. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, a cut a consumer will come through there, and we're we're there to be able to help educate them. It's more of a dot org mindset, mm-hmm. you know, with what's there. Two parts of our program. Number one, I will tell you that. Uh, the training component of this, it's a, it, we call it nextgenoriginator.com. There's eight training modules that are in there. And ultimately, in those eight training modules, we teach them how, you know, what the idiosyncrasies are of the millennials. We talk about, you know, ground floor, runway stuff, how to make the sales call. How do you use the path to buy landing page, videos, seven-minute webinar when you're approaching a real estate agent? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a coaching session in between the next one, uh, the next session. And then the fourth one becomes the insurance agent. Uh, we incorporate an insurance agent. I mean, think about the novel concept. Uh, you've got an insurance agent who has rental policies, right? They know the expiration date of when the guy's lease is going to be. How much, talk about valuable information, right? And, the, and they're struggling. I interviewed, I don't know how many, it was probably in the 60 or 70 range when I interviewed the insurance agents. And here's what I found. They make ten. They make about ten dollars a policy on a rental policy. Uh, they make ten times that commission on a homeowner's policy. Every one of the guys that I interviewed converted less than twenty percent of their existing renter policy database to a homeowner's policy. So they're losing eighty percent of their business, and they don't know what to say to the consumer. So I mean, there's nothing to do on a rental policy. You can't call up and ask them if they did you get a new dresser last week. I mean, it, it's not. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, it's not like. You know, you're going to do a checkup with them or anything like right. that. So I think it just comes down to uh, you and I both know this from being in other circles that um, it's it's business 101. It's not the mortgage business. It's like saying I need right. to build my database. So how am I going to do that? This guy's already done it. Can I cross market with him? Uh, Consumer Direct is a big buzz. The one session, the one session we have with Consumer Direct. How do you get in front of people that are unattached to a real estate agent? Mm-hmm. That's a huge value to be able to bring to that. But then you got to know exactly what to say. And then we added two modules recently, which is Facebook, uh, the whole Facebook component, and then specifically uh, Facebook ads. And we actually demo, uh, you know, one of our members will volunteer and we'll put, we'll use $35 as a charge on their credit card and basically show them how to build an ad. You know, this for because that's where all these guys are at and the circles that are out there. So the training component is one side. And then, um, I, you know, what I'll do is I'll give you a, I don't have a specific, everybody has their own landing page. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bottom line is that there's a, you know, a landing page is designed specifically for the first time home bar, right? There's an actress that comes on that basically talks about the seven minute webinar. Right. We tell them about the video suite that's on the right hand side. You know, what if my house never goes up in value? What will my rent be in the future? You know all the other things that are with it, but that's the pro- That's the program. That's the, the the stuff that they license from us. So this is essentially, a, I mean, I'll call it a widget for lack of better descriptions, where they would, you know, have these ver- various video topics featured on their website. Correct. Yeah, no, total turnkey. They don't do nothing. They don't do anything. Right. I mean, it comes down to their, and I don't, I don't say my name. They don't know if it's my name or Jeff's. Right. You right. Know, at that point, I mean, I basically come on and basically talk about it, and that's what they're licensing from us because it's so hard today to get video content to deliver, you know, to them. And it's, it's a matter of being able to just sit back and show them, you know, what's there. But again, it's educational mindset. Trust me, there's no magic pill here. Uh, There's not, uh, you still have to have a skill set. You still have to, you know, you have to call people back. Sure. Right. It's not a, this is no magic bullet by any stretch of imagination, but what this does is it warms up the client. It, it gets them to the point of being able to say, wow, I really like what this guy Jeff has got on his site. I, I think he's a good guy. I think it's, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it's some of the things that he that, that he represents. It's what you're representing yourself, and the quality is is awesome. And it's a, I mean, we've gotten rave reviews on the quality. It's not like, you know, we're looking through a fishbowl and a webcam or something of that nature. It doesn't look like that as far no, as yeah, it's they're all professionally designed. Um, and, and really what you're doing there is uh, like we talked about earlier is you're really uh, pivoting or adjusting for the market of the moment, meaning this is how buyers are consuming content. This is how they're researching and finding mortgage and real estate professionals to do business with these days, right? You, and if you're right. not providing those means by which they're going to engage with you online, social media, et cetera, uh, then you're just not part of the discussion. You don't even exist. You know, you're the secret. And they're going to go elsewhere. They're yeah. just going to leave. They'll leave, your, they'll leave your page and go elsewhere. They don't need to know about reverse mortgages, refinances. I think that's where everybody misses it. Content has to be specific to the group. Right, right. There's a move up or move down home buyer. Your content should change with that. There's a, we even found in the beginning, I only had three categories of purchases. I had the move up or move down home buyer. I had the renter and I had the, the investor and second home buyer. The problem is that the renter has two different mindsets. If I'm a renter who I owned a home before and a renter who's never owned a home before. Mm-hmm. So we've got to attack that at two different levels. I mean, we're in the product, we call it, there, there's a product that we've got that, that is, you know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the queue, we just haven't had a chance to get to it. It's that we think the boomerang buyer is going to be the buyer of the future. So it's what we call path to rebuy, but you know, that, that webinar won't be seven minutes. It'll probably be in the eight. It looks like we might be able to just be underneath nine. So being able to say it's in the eight minute, but we have to address the psychology behind how they left, you know, if you think of the trauma that everybody went through as far as they got a family and they're moving from a four-bedroom house to a two-bedroom apartment and yeah. how they let their family down. I mean, there's some stuff that's out there that, you know, and, and the broad, bottom line to that is becomes, you know, I've heard story that they don't want to give the SOBs any money, like too big to fail and, <laughs> right. and stuff like that. But at the end, at the end of 30 years, 30 years yeah, you might have won that battle, but at the end of the day, you kind of penalize your family. So. Well, you can't control that, right? Um, but oh, what no. you can control is just to recognize where are the future buyers coming from. It's first-time home buyers. It's boomerang buyers, right? Uh, you know, the, like you said earlier about the folks that have refied and traded up. I mean, there's always going to be that se- segment of the market. But um, you know, uh, the first-time buyers and the boomerangs are making up. I, I can't remember the exact stat, but it's well over thirty percent of the market. And we know that the millennials, in particular, are motivated to buy. If I recall, about thirty percent of them want to plan to buy within the next five years but there's yeah. the perception issues that, that that you know they have that we've talked about that so real quickly tell me then um the stuff like the seven minute webinar the videos the landing page are these behind um you know does somebody need to submit their email to begin to digest these how do you usually set these up yeah it's interesting uh, that's why when i told you in the beginning that in the beginning it was my idea what has become today is a tribute to the member we started with something we used to we call an academy uh-huh. Uh, we call it the Path to Buy Academy, and it would be the design of it. It's called a squeeze page in the internet marketing world, right. where you just give them a little bit and try to squeeze them their information out. You know, there's their name and their email address, right? Sure. Failed miserably. I mean, it was very disappointing to me mm-hmm. that because, and the struggle with that was that we didn't we undercalled that the millennial was not apt to give up their name and right. their email address in exchange for that. So, um, I went to the experts. I subscribed to some pretty high powered guys and. Uh, we've coined the phrase of a reverse landing page. Hmm. Uh, we give them more information up front. Mm-hmm. And then as we get them to the point of where it is, then that's where the whole seven-minute webinar comes over off to the side and says, hey, sign up for the seven-minute webinar. And then we do ask them for their name and their email address. I, I think the, the biggest thing that we've done, uh, I call it, you know, what Snopes.com is, right? I mean, as yeah. far as verifying, you know, or you see in political world, you call it, they talked about the verifiers or whatever they call those guys, the fact checkers, right? Yeah. Uh, that are out there in the political world. And I, and I think that, uh, what we try to position the loan officer is that they're Snopes.com for the mortgage information, right? Get them off of – if I can get them off of everybody else's bogus site, mm-hmm. the crap that's out there on YouTube. I mean I, I'm old enough to remember that you used to have to have two sources to before you could print anything, right? I mean the old, you know, the old days of all the president's men you know, in the Nixon era where the guys would have to verify before they could print anything. Well, right. now – you put anything on the internet. The struggle with the internet is there's so much information on it. And the other part of it is there's no purging of bad information. There's yeah. no 
somebody is out there that says it's an expert. So that's the confusion. And we all know a confused mind does nothing. So next thing you know, it's it's interesting. I, I got to tell you a great story. Yeah. There's a $40 million real estate agent. I, I won't say the market. Mm-hmm. A $40 million real estate agent. Um, a good friend of mine's daughter is asking me for advice. And he's saying, I want to give my daughter some cash to buy a house, right? He says, how much is she going to need at an $800,000 purchase price? Because it's in a yeah, really high-end market mm-hmm. right there. He says, how much do I need? I said, you can get by with 10% down, right? This $40 million real estate agent did not know hmm. that you could have 90% financing on an $800,000 house. Wow. So, but, you know, here's the struggle. Nobody wants to challenge her. She's $40 million. She's the czar of real estate in the market, right? Who's going to challenge her, right? But at the end of the day, think about how much money is being left on the table. There is an expert in the market that's saying, oh, no, you got to have 20% down. And all of a sudden, you know, we bow down to her and she's a great real estate agent. I've talked to her. But the bottom line is she's got wrong information. So as she's conveying wrong information to the customer, you you just struggle with that. So this is a top producer that's out there. So I think that, uh, as we all know, you and I both, you and I both agree to this concept that you have to be learned, mm-hmm. you know, in the marketplace. Somebody says, what would you do today? I just, just keep learning, just keep wanting to learn more, but you got to adapt to the situation. Uh, I'm trying to think of it was, it was a uh, rich dad, poor dad, or something like that. Sometimes people make decisions on old information, right? Right. So if you're if you're making a decision on old information, that's just as bad as not having the you know not having the right not having any information, right? So you, you just struggle with that whole thought process. I think that's what you got to be able to shift to. If somebody says to me, you know, what's the difference? And we've coined the phrase of a path to my partner. Uh, the real estate agent is engaged to it, uh, and again, it's a matter of does it work? Yeah, it works because I, I you know, I it's been crafted by what they need. You know, the real estate community to adapt to them to know they've got eight to one ratio on leads versus purchases, purchase sales. You got to help them with that. I mean, I've interviewed guys that get, I, I had a guy in Minnesota, I got 3,500, a real estate agent gets 3,500 first time homebuyer leads a, week, uh, a month. 3,500. From where? Like, he's, got a, he's got a real elaborate site that's got all the down payment programs and everything else on it. It's bizarre, you know, with what's there. He says, Tom, my struggle is not getting leads, my struggle is converting them. You know, so it just comes down to he, you know, a loan officer. What advice would you give a loan officer? Is what I said to him, and basically he said, "Tom, just stay. If you can help me convert some of these, which is the direction we've been going for years, but it just reaffirms that, you know, throughout the process. And and all markets are different. I think today we're starting to see. I think back ten years ago, Jeff, and you can attest to this. uh, Ten years ago, we viewed the whole United States of America as a market. Uh, today, it is far more regionalized than it ever has been before. Southern California versus Northern California, right. Texas versus Colorado versus Chicago versus Iowa. All these people have different idiosyncrasies, so you got to make sure that you, you understand you know, where they're going. I applaud you for what you're doing as far as trying to keep the real, you know, all the people in the business cutting edge because I think that's, where, that's your direction of what you're going, and there's, you know, Kudos to you for for spending your time and your energy and your dollars and cents to be able to help those guys because I think that uh, in the olden days, you know, when when Tim started Loan Toolbox, that was his whole genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, thank you for that, by the way. And it's funny you you made that uh, reference to, to, to Loan Toolbox because and this it was kind of a theme we've been talking about is um yeah Loan Toolbox w- w- was great and it really provided education and you know kind of raised the um professionalism, if you will, um, long before the NMLS came in and forced people to take tests and all that. So, you know, and Tim, of course, had this, this, this viewpoint of like, you're, you know, a fiduciary responsibility. Um, and that was all great. But I think, you know, what you had said earlier, what's happened is with the uh, incredible boom in refis and the cheap money and, you know, uh, everybody got into the business, then we had the meltdown and then there was a bit of the clean out, but it's still, you know, easy money is kind of back in the market, right? And, that's fueled refis and things like that. And 
I, I think what's happening is there's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like two camps, right? There's the guys and gals who, who weathered the storm, who stuck it out, and who understand the fundamentals of the stuff we're talking about. And part of the challenge with them is they've gotten so busy because a lot of people left the market, so that business kind of flowed up to right. them. They haven't had time to prospect and work on building their business, and they know they need to. And then there's the flip side of the more newer people coming in in the last three years or so, um, where they're just, you know, I, I just hear a lot of where it's like, you know, they're, they're struggling, right? It's like, I don't, get, yeah. I don't get much guidance. My manager tells me to go door knock or, you know, yeah. whatever the case is, uh, make cold calls. And that's just very unproductive and, and, and frustrating. And you wind up burning out and wanting to quit. It's funny you said that because the, uh, uh, in the beginning, we thought that we would appeal to those, to the rookies that are in the business or the guys who've been in business five years or six mm-hmm. years or things of that nature. Um, what really has happened to us, which is a, a soft place in my heart for it, I call them born-again loan officers. <laughs> I, I, I re-energize. They're, they're completely re-energized. I'd probably tell you there's a hundred stories of guys that have been in the business 30 years and have completely re-energized themselves because now they've got something to say. Mm-hmm. They can stand behind it. Uh, they don't have to be these people. And I'm not sure at the end of the day, I'm not sure if they had it to do all over again that anybody would change it, right? If you yeah. if you got the low hanging fruit on the refinance side, sure. you know, God bless America, take it. But I think that's the struggle that people have is they just need to be able to look at this and say, here's what it is. I mean, at first and for, first and foremost, this is a business, yeah, right. So let's not. It's not a hobby. It's not. It's a business. It's right? not even so, a sales job. It's right? a business. Yeah. So so when you look at this at the end of the day, what do you need in your business? Well, you need you need to build your database, right? So mm-hmm. you, what what do you want to fill the database with? You need to fill the database with what's working in the market. So you need to be able to adapt to that at the end of the day. If you've got a business model that's archaic from 10 years ago that you've got the biggest database on the face of the earth. I still remember talking to a guy out of New York City uh, it was back in the subprime days, and I said, and then we saw subprime just go go south in a heartbeat, right? And he says, you know, I've got 1,250 people in my database. Uh, he's a subprime guy. And I said, yeah, and how's that going to work out for you? Because you've got 1,250 people that there's no market, right? Yeah, I mean, right. It's like it's over. So you, you can't realize, you, you just don't realize, you know, what you don't have. And I think that's the big difference here. You know, with people that are out there. So uh, I love it, the it, born again. By the way, born again. Loan oh officer. my gosh, That's it's awesome. just like and, and I we get and we get testimonial after it. It's so cool to see the guys and the girls that are out there that are thinking it's over. Right? It's like ah, oh, the business sucks and <laughs> this and that. And it's like I, you know, and it's like well, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be that way because they bring a huge amount of value. They the interesting thing about it is people know what to do if I can get them in front of a customer. Yeah, right. They kill it. I right. mean, they've got the they've got that part wired. The struggle becomes how do you get them in there? And that's where it's a little bit of a leap of faith to says go do it this way, make this call, play this video, and the realtors get it. How do I know the realtors get it? Because I talk to them. Mm-hmm. It's been structured around that that says, how did you know that I got more leads coming through the door than I have sales? And how did you know I don't have much bandwidth? And the insurance agent telling us, well, how did you know I only made $10 a policy and I'm not converting as many as I should? And they have, I call it fear of flow in the get-go, right? Where these guys are, they're scared to death because they're being commoditized, right? Yes. What value do they bring to their customers? They're looking for value add to bring to their customers. And that's the whole thought process, you know, with what's there. So it's, it's, it's interesting to be able to see. I, I just think it's a, it's a stay tuned. You got to stay cutting edge. You got to stay. I mean, I, I really, I'm, I'm a little more paranoid probably than I should be as far as making sure the, this is what's really happening to the marketplace. Uh, in that mastermind call, probably had a hundred some people on there, whatever it was, and it was like ninety percent of the people. I said, and it's across the country from Idaho to Orlando, right? And I said, do you guys have an issue with inventory? And they said, <laughs> everybody said yes. It's like, you know, that's what's there. And I and, and I'm gonna I'll either write an article or do a video. And I'd be more than happy to your your readership group or things of that nature, whatever I can do to help them get to the next level. I mean, I, I applaud guys like you that are doing what you're doing, but um, there is a there is a benefit. Uh, the advantages, you know, what are the advantages? I'm not sure what the title will be, but you know, the benefits of uh, lack of inventory, mm. and there is some benefit to that, and the benefit of that is appreciation. Mm-hmm. And if you look at uh, if you look at OPEC and you look at um, 
look at the beers, they don't put the whole supply to the market because if they do, their prices go down. Right. So they hold off on it. And that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to see natural appreciation, not crazy appreciation like we saw 10 years ago. People, right. buying a house, people are buying houses today for the right reason. It's first, it's a shelter, you know, and then it's an investment, right? Back then, people were, you know, stupid things. I mean, I still remember sitting in Las Vegas airport and a guy was crying the blues. I was just sitting there and my flight was delayed. And I said, hey, you own a home here? And he says, yeah. And he was a young guy. And I said, how's your market here? He says, it's in the tank. And I said, well, I said, well, that's what I heard. I'm thinking to myself, I said, well, what do you mean? Tell me about what it's in the tank. He says, yeah, last year we were only up 22%. <laughs> I said, how do you believe that's in the tank? He says, well, the year before that, it was up 40. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then now you fly over it and you see all those subdivisions that were going to be built. And Yeah. You know, it's uh, all gr- That's well, classic. Hey, yeah. uh, real quick before we run out of time. So you've got a path to buy is for both loan officers and real estate agents, right? Uh, correct. And, and insurance agents. So insurance. The, the whole concept of path to buy partners uh, is the concept of, we call it a power team of three. If I can figure out a way uh, for those guys to, if the consumer buys, everybody wins. Yeah. Right. The insurance agent wins, the real estate agent wins, the loan officer wins. So we call that a power team. It's a triangle that we we, we put together. So uh, the realtors don't pay anything. Uh, there, there's a there's a, an extra place for them to be able to come to if they wanted to. Uh, the loan officers are, are, are my business source. Mm-hmm. That's my business model. And the insurance agents don't pay anything for it. So ultimately, as you start to realize and you start to see it, um, you know that's what our business model is set to. We do have some markets were closed. Um, we have saturation levels. Again, this is probably my heart as a loan officer and an owner of a mortgage company that I don't want to have everybody and their brother, you know, have the program, right? And I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm just saying that to the point where I want to make sure that it truly is unique. If uh, How many times have we seen a product that says, yeah, we, we've got an exclusive and the next thing you know, 50 other people have got it. Right. I mean, it's just like it doesn't work that way. So, I mean, we've got our own little formula. That we use. There's plenty of there's plenty of business out there. The only market that I really have closed is, you know, the upstate New York market. Um, you know, that's a, I had a large group that is co-owned by a real estate company and a mortgage company that I've known for years that, you know, took that market down all by themselves. But I, again, I it, I'd love for you to investigate my product. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as what's there, I don't think it's anything that. Uh, you know, and again, whatever I can do to sell. You know, the whole thought process behind it. Um, you know, you get an idea of what, you know, what's there and, and you can also go to, you know, there's a, uh, again, if you, let me give you my email address. If you've got a question, please just email me and whatever I can do to be able to guide you down that road. Path to buy will get you what you need. Path number two, buy.com. Uh, next gen originator will get you what's there. I mean, our team is, is here readily available to be able to answer any questions and any feedback you guys can give us. I mean, that's what we're here for. Uh, my email address is just Tom. T-O-M at path, P-A-T-H, the number two, by B-U-Y, you know, dot com. So I, I think it's uh, it's pretty cool to see where the journey is going. The guys that are making it big time, um, I got a guy that's 34 years old uh, uh, out of uh, a Rapid City, South Dakota, if you could believe this. this Hot cool- market. I <laughs> <laughs> closed 170, pur- 170 purchase loans last last year. Really? 170 in that market and wow. and it's just he's such a he's such a he is so awesome because he was here and he was one of our original coaches right so this guy has got that market wired and it's a heavy bank market up there hmm. uh you know with what's there is you know some of those markets you get that's a mindset of a banks and credit unions and things mm-hmm. of that nature so he's such a good guy but again if there's something I, you know, that it's not for everybody i can tell you that jeff it, it you know work is still a four letter word right so <laughs> You yeah, it's not up. like you just you know buy a subscribe yeah, path to the buy magic and sit bullet. Back. Yeah, Tim and I talked about that all the time when he had you know long toolbox. It's like you still got to put the work in, right? It's right. The, you know the treadmill just because it's in your room doesn't doesn't mean that you, no. it, you doesn't you don't just get to watch it go around. You actually have to get on it and you know an exercise, right? So exactly. I think that's a big part of it. So well, thank send you me for an email. Sure. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, send me an email if you if I can help you. Whatever guidance you can do, we got some markets that are. You know, that are somewhat, you know, obviously the markets in Chicagoland, uh, you know, it's where I'm from, yep. Colorado, which is where Cherry Creek's from. 
the Milwaukee market, you know, we're a little heavier there. Minnesota, that whole Midwest corridor, you know, it's up there. But, you know, just again, and I'd love to chat with you. I mean, I, I think it's what you're doing here is a matter of keeping everybody together, uh, you know, trying to make sure that you position yourself with, you know, the experts that are out there. And maybe we can, you know, jumpstart the, the whole training component here mm-hmm. uh, with people that, you know, needs to look at. I think that you, you commented on the next gen mm-hmm. originator mindset. That's what it is. Right? It yeah. just comes down to you got to adapt to what the times are. And I think now's the time to be able to look at that and just be able to see what we do with it. So, well, I think, you know, um, my kind of my tagline is, you know, truth in mortgage marketing. And, you know, there's tools and resources that can help uh, originators out there. And, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on because I've checked it out and I think it's definitely solid and it helps uh, people, loan officers, position themselves for the market of the moment where they need to become an educator and, you know, automate some of that process uh, with the tools and kind of the, uh, the, the, you know, the roadmap. You've got, that's why you call it path to buy, right? It's a path right. to take somebody on to get them educated and ready that helps position you as a, as a thought leader to make that purchase transaction, whether that's tomorrow or that's six months or a year down the road. The point is you probably don't have a lot of relevant, good content like you've developed over there at path to buy. So that's why I'm encouraging everybody to check it out. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. I get to live vicariously through others now because I don't have a mortgage company. Right. So <laughs> somebody else's success, it becomes, you know, me high five and them, right. you know, the virtual high five to be able to say, man, it was cool. You knocked it out of the park. It's just so cool to be able to see, you know, where a lot of these folks are going. And, and, and the nice thing about it is if you're new to this business, uh, you can get to the front real quick. Yeah, because it's just, it's just, it's just about uh, leverage. You just got to use some yeah. leveraged activities, and that's definitely one way to do that. Is yeah. you know, get hooked up with you guys. Check it out. Dig in. Path to buy. P a t h two. The number two. That is b u y dot com. Um, and check it out. Lots of great content on there. So, hey, I appreciate you making time. I know you're incredibly busy, and so it's it's been great to catch up with you again. And thanks for sharing with the members. And um, you know, let's hope uh, we can stay in touch. Yeah, perfect. And I'll make I'll make it a point to do that, Jeff. Whatever I can do to help your group, uh, I'm there for you. You bet. And uh, for those listening, thank you for tuning in to another session of Mortgage Marketing Radio. If you like what you hear uh, or at some of the other podcasts, please make sure to uh, leave your comments, hit the like button, subscribe on iTunes, and appreciate you listening. And remember, go out there and find truth in mortgage marketing. This is Jeff Zim for your host. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.